Welcome to episode six. This is your host, Derek Chaser, where chasing the Walt Disney World Resort magic is a reality. I hope everyone had a great week, and without further ado, let's start the show. I am being joined today by fellow uh, host, Mindy Chaser. In today's episode, we are going to talk about several announcements that have come out of the D23 Expo during the Chasers Newsreel, taking a midday break at the Polynesian Resort in the Chasers Tidbit, and staying at the Polynesian Resort for an in-depth review of breakfast and dinner at Ohana's in the Chasers Restaurant Review. And we will go right into the Chasers Newsreel, and Mindy will kick us off with the first story. Hello, thanks for having me. We will start with the D23 Expo has been going on currently. They've got a lot of new announcements that they're bringing out. The D23 Expo has given us a first look at the costumes that the cast members are going to wear at Magic Kingdom's Tron Light Cycle Run Roller Coaster. This Tron Roller Coaster is going to be at Magic Kingdom in Tomorrowland. You can already kind of see it being built right now if you ride the people mover you can kind of see the construction going on off to the side um, they showed the the cast members what they're going to be wearing it's like a black teal and gray outfit kind of makes them look like they're like a race car driver type thing and then very futuristic yeah exactly and then the vehicle itself is like a motorbike kind of looking thing so um, if you're familiar with Universal Studios, they have a Hagrid's motorbike roller coaster. It's kind of like the motorbike in that ride. It also sort of reminds me of what you sit on for um, Flight of Passage. Very, yeah, very similar, except this one will obviously be moving on a track. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Um, it's currently under construction, like I said. It is set to open at Magic Kingdom Park in time for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, which is in 2021. I'm excited about this because it's just another ride that is going to be at Magic Kingdom. And Magic Kingdom has the most rides out of any of the um, theme parks. And it's going to be a good one because there is already Space Mountain over in Tomorrowland. And now you're adding another really cool roller coaster right in Tomorrowland. And I think this one, obviously it's going to be, you know, great for the kids to go on too. But I just, to me, that just this has a little bit of an adult feel to it. Yeah. The kids will like it too because it doesn't look like there's any humongous drops. It looks fast. It kind of reminds me of, um, help me out here, over at Epcot. Over at Epcot, uh, fast, uh, fast. Test track. Test, test track. track. Sorry. Okay, you're fine. It reminds me of test yeah. track because you're you're like inside going fast and then you're right. outside and it kind of stops and goes. Um, so I. It kind of reminds me of that, and the kids seem to really love that one. So, and this is supposed to be pretty much a replica of the uh, um, Tron. Already, actually, they've already built this before at Shanghai Disney. So, if you if you want to take a look at kind of a more idea of what uh, what Mindy was talking about as far as the speed of this, go check out. Uh, you know, just type in the Tron ride in YouTube, and it'll pull up uh, several different people that have ridden it in Shanghai Disney, and it's going to be coming the Magic Kingdom but I, I know a lot of times people don't like necessarily when they replicate an attraction but for all intended purposes I understand some people will get a chance to go to Shanghai Disney but a lot of us will never be able to go to Shanghai so it doesn't bother me per se that they're actually building this also in the you know 
in the United States. So I think it's going to be a great addition to Magic Kingdom. I agree. Why fix it if it's not broken? I mean, right. you know this is a good ride. You know what it's like over there. So a lot of us won't ever go there. So let's take it and do the same thing here in the United States. The next news uh, article that came out of D23 that I wanted to talk about with Mindy is that uh, the Epcot's new central spine design, which is pretty much it starts off with the front of the park. Um, they revealed the new concept art. And all these stories that we're talking about today, I got the stories from WDMagic.com. And uh, I just wanted to uh, give them credit for the stories and where I was able to pull these because a lot of the major uh, Walt Disney World news sites are actually at the D23 Expo this week. So I wanted to make sure that I gave credit for where the sources were where we got today's stories for the newsreel. Uh, Disney has revealed concept art for the new central spine redevelopment of Epcot, which will see major changes to the center of the park and what is currently Future World. Future World, as we know it, will be gone and will be replaced with three neighborhoods, World Nature, World Discovery, and World Celebration. Uh, looking at uh, the, the concept art on this, when you first walk into the park, obviously at Epcot, the first thing that is always the focal point is, is the big Epcot ball that sits there when you first walk in. But the front of the park, in my opinion, I, I got the chance to go in the late 80s and in the early 90s, and a lot of what used to be at the front of the park is no longer there. It has been, you know, parts of the pavilions have been, you know, kind of of the front of the park have been closed down and sometimes they put things for festivals in there so i think this is a long overdue upgrade they're already building the guardians of the galaxy roller coaster right now where it used to be ellen ellen uh, degeneres ellen's ride that was over there that is um that stopped you know went out about a year or so ago so they're already upgrading to add a roller coaster to the front of the park and then now they're going to also be doing a lot of these other enhancements before you even get back into the world showcase so this was the big announcement as far as the walt disney uh um, world theme parks at this year's d23 and uh at the center where it is currently Innoventions West today will be completely removed. And in its place will be a new meet and greet building to replace Character Spot. Today, the Character Spot that is there, it has uh, uh, Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, Goofy that, that is meeting in there. I don't think Donald meets in there. I'm pretty sure Donald Duck wasn't remember. in there. I can't remember. Donald maybe, might be maybe in there not. too. But uh, um, they're replacing that. Those same characters, my understanding, are going to be in the new spot they're building. It's just going to be a new building for it. And this is going to be multi-level. It's going to be a multi-level festival center complete with a rooftop bar and lounge all the way up at the top for the adults and a walkthrough garden area with an elaborate water feature called Journey of Water inspired by Moana. That's right. You heard me. Make way! For Moana, she is going to be getting a really cool from this this uh, picture that we're looking at. It's showing a, like a little boy that's walking up to this really futuristic looking water water structure. That's a horrible description, but it's well waterfalls coming down, and everything I've heard about it is that you're going to be able to interact with the water. And Epcot's real big about trying to also teach people about you know nature and everything that's around us 
different cultures. So I think this is going to fit in really cool. And it'll also be kind of nice because it's going to be in an area to where if the kids are doing this and one parent's taking the kids to look to do uh, go to the water experience the water Moana experience you know another parent could be taking one of the two kids when the Guardians of the Galaxy's roller coaster is done if you have those uh, in the family that might not be as adventurous yeah as um, the other uh, children or the other members of your family it looks really pretty uh, and and it says that uh, yeah what 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 do you see in it Mindy I mean just like what you said there's a lot of plants and like some palm trees then you have like the waterfall type thing with a little Moana symbol and, and kind of in Moana the middle. Symbol, yeah. So I'm curious to see what what are they meaning by like interacting with the water. I'd love to see how that's going to work out. Yeah, and and this would be great. Uh, it hasn't been announced yet, but it'd be awesome if it's actually a place where Moana has a, a character meet and greet because yeah. I know she's a very popular character right now. I, she meets at the parties. She's meeting at the Halloween party, but it's hard-ticketed special events that typically where you get a chance to uh, have a character interaction with Moana. That would be a great addition to character interactions, too. The article goes on to say, on the other side, the existing eastern buildings will remain, but with extensive remodeling, and will become home to a quick service restaurant that hasn't been announced what it's going to be called, an expanded mouse scare, which is the big um, store where you can buy uh, merchandise currently. They're relocating Starbucks, so for all the Starbucks fans listening, don't don't freak out. They're not getting rid of Starbucks. And Club Cool, which is sponsored by Coca-Cola, which is a really neat experience today where you can go in and try different uh, flavored uh, uh, pops or sodas from around the world. That is also going to be still here. A couple of smaller food and beverage offerings. And what has been kind of a contentious point with some is they are going to be adding a beer garden. And I think why this has been a big talking point is there are those individuals that are pro, there's too much uh, alcohol in the, the Walt Disney World uh, theme parks and resorts, while there's others that are like, hey, this is just you know where society is today as a whole, and there's a demand for it, and that's why the beer garden is uh, actually being uh, built. I can tell you, I've been, you know, Mindy and I have been with her family to Epcot numerous times. Yes, there is an element of some adults at times that get a little bit rowdy and crazy around the World Showcase, but all in all, it's not too crazy by any stretch of the imagination. No, it is not and at all. Disney always keeps things, in my opinion, they keep things family friendly for the most part at yeah. all times. And if someone's being crazy, they're gonna stop serving them. That's yes. been my experience when someone is being belligerent or just not being a good person, they yeah. they make sure that that person gets removed. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I mean, it's just another option for adults. I mean, there's plenty to do for everyone, for families. I think they're just trying to make it so there's a little bit of something for everybody. So yeah, they they got to no add. No reason to really get worked up about it, in my opinion. And I think it'll be a good enhancement. I I know the traditionalists. I know that the. The very famous fountains of fountains of nations is going to be replaced in this, and I know that that was one thing that a lot of people are sad to see go away. But just unfortunately, one way or the other, with anything in life, things move forward, generations change, and I know it's hard when you see something that you've loved for a long period of time, something you enjoy that gets upgraded or gets changed. But 
I think that there will be something with this new expansion at the front of Epcot that'll be for everybody and I would just suggest try to keep an open mind about it for the traditionalists that are out there. I sometimes fall into that camp where I have a hard time letting things go but I also know that things move forward and uh, that's what they're trying to do here. Yeah, they're doing it for improvement so I think it'll be great. So um, we're looking forward to that. Next up, guests at the Disney Parks Imagining Today tomorrow. I'm sorry, guests at the Disney Parks Imagining Tomorrow Today Pavilion at D23 Expo today got a first look at the new Epcot logo. So it's basically just um, it's black and it says Epcot. It's not all colorful. I think um, it kind of looks a little futuristic. Yeah, I mean, it's nice. It's it's not too different from the old but I like it it's clean yeah it's clean I think they're going for this simple but yeah. kind of refined well I think that's a lot of things the way like decorating yeah. goes nowadays it's like simple and plain but but nice classy I guess maybe is the word and uh, um, that's pretty much everything that has come out so far about Epcot I think there's still a couple more hours of D23 Expo that's wrapping up today when we're recording this podcast. It is on a Sunday, uh, Sunday, and uh, today's date is August the 25th, and it's the last day of the actual Expo. So if any other news comes out of the Expo in relation to Epcot or anything more about Tron, we will make sure that we add that in the newsreel next week. But... Uh, the last item that I wanted to talk about that came out of D23 in relation to the Walt Disney World Resorts is we finally have a name for the Star Wars Hotel that's coming to Walt Disney World. And Disney has officially named the upcoming Star Wars Hotel the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Disney describes the new hotel as a first-of-its-kind vacation experience where guests will check in for a two-night adventure aboard a glamorous starship. Once on board, guests will interact with characters and become active participants in stories that unfold around them on their galactic journey. And uh, they had a model, a little concept art model that's pretty much showing what the, the ship's going to look like where people, I believe, are going to be staying in the actual hotel. That looks It'll pretty be a neat. part of it. And this is a... I talked a little bit about this a couple episodes ago, I believe. This is going to be an immersive experience. You literally are diving into this for two for two nights. It's a two-night adventure on the Starship, and it's going to be... That's what you're going to be doing, is that's going to be... For two days out of your vacation, you're going to be in the Star Wars universe. It's kind of looks like a little bit of role-playing, where you're going to maybe be on missions and interact with other characters and other uh, guests that are a part of this immersive experience and you get to be see what it would be like if uh, you lived in a Star Wars Star Cruiser and you were just kind of pulled away. It looks like it would be a good uh, definitely pull you out of reality for for a couple of days to where it's a, a one-of-a-kind experience. I'm yeah. not aware of too many experiences that I've ever come across that would be this immersive. It looks like something that would be every Star Wars fan's dream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, if Star Wars is your thing, um, there's a lot 
there's a lot to offer now at Disney involving Star Wars and then the hotel. People are going to, some people are going to love it. And if you're not a Star Wars fan, that's not maybe what you're going to spend your money on. But I think anybody that loves Star Wars is going to absolutely go crazy over this. And I I know I mentioned this too. I'm not trying to sound like a broken record talking about past episodes, but they did not announce an, an, an extra gate you know, a, a new theme park. I know some people were hoping at D23 they were going to announce this year, hey, we're going to build a new theme park because Universal, you know, mentioned that they were building a new theme park. And uh, that is just, uh, you know, is, isn't the case. We still only have the four, you know, the four theme parks. We don't have that fifth gate, if you will, yet. And from what I'm seeing, I think they will build a fifth gate, but I really believe they're going to be experimenting with these little this isn't going to be little but different resort hotel experiences separate from the theme parks that kind of become a part of your trip because like i said this would be a two days two days of your trip would be taken up with this and you could spend a whole day at galaxy's edge so maybe three days if you're on a five-day trip you spend three days immersed in nothing but star wars and that's not even putting you in any any other place besides a corner of hollywood studios at galaxy's edge and at this hotel you're not going into magic kingdom you're not going to epcot and you're not going to animal kingdom you're confined to one area that's good for us <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's That's like it might cool. help with crowds a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, if they're not going to open a fifth gate yet, then expand on what you have. And they have so many people that love Star Wars. So, hey, get those people over there. And that gives a little bit maybe, hopefully, I don't know, if it'll be less crowded in the other areas. But they're taking what they have and they're just trying to expand it and update it and make it nice. Which, I mean, it already is nice, but nice maybe isn't the word. But they're just trying to expand on what they have already. And on to the chaser's tidbit. Um, Derek and I, when we go with the kids, we like to take midday breaks. Um, but if your resort is a little bit farther away, then that involves about a half-hour bus ride. So, you know, some days you just don't want to take that time out of your, out of your park day to do that. So... A lot of times what we like to do is take the monorail and visit some of those monorail resorts when it's very, very hot out. And then you can get, you can go and explore. You do not have to have a dining reservation. You do not have to be staying at that resort. You can just, anybody can go, even if you don't have park tickets and visit these resorts. So what we like to do is take a visit to the Polynesian Resort. It's right off the monorail. Um, a little description of the Polynesian Resort. Celebrate the spirit of the South Pacific at the oasis of tropical palms, lush vegetation, and so much more. For From moonlit nights immersed in the outdoor island ambience to the exotic taste of our world-class restaurants, discover the signature tropical atmosphere that's made Disney's Polynesian Village Resort a favorite Disney destination since 1971. So this is where we like to go and take a break. Um, there's other resorts along the monorail loop that you can visit as well, but today we're just going to kind of focus on the Polynesian because there is so much to talk about when it comes to this resort. And when you first go, um, when you take the monorail from uh, whether it would be Magic Kingdom or Epcot, like Mindy was mentioning, the sweet spot for this is you got to be going to Magic Kingdom or Epcot for this midday break to yeah. work. And uh, when you get off at uh, the Polynesian uh, stop on the monorail loop, 
it will actually, when you walk off the monorail, you are on the second floor. And for purposes of what we're going to be talking about, we're going to actually, uh, at this point, talk about the first floor and work our way back up to the second floor. And so when you first get off and you walk out and you walk into the Polynesian, you're on the second floor, there are going to be uh, stairs that are going to be to your left. Or if you kind of keep on going straight and to the right a little bit, there's another set of stairs or an elevator if you need to take the elevator down to the first floor. And then once you get onto the first floor, um, there is several different uh, items that you can do. The first one I will discuss, since I'm more of a shopping person <laughs> than you are, is the boutique for shopping. It's just like a little Hawaiian theme. Not little, it's big. It's a big store. Hawaiian yeah. themed store. You can go in. It has a lot of clothes. Um, but there's other things too in there. Pins, if you're there's a pin pins. Trader. Yes. There um, are coffee, well, like, the coffee mugs. Coffee yeah. mugs. I got my favorite coffee mug right. there. Um, there's like little little trinkety type things for the kids. There's hats. There's just just about like things like that. There's really no toys for the kids down there, but somehow our kids will still find something in there that they like. Yeah, it's I really I really like the boutique uh, myself as well. Yeah, I think that one of the recent trips that we went on, uh, Owen Owen Chaser, he actually bought a. Um, a Maui necklace, a really cool necklace that was, you know, is keepsake and it has the has the hook that Maui's hook yeah, that he really has. Um, that was really cool and and it wasn't too terribly expensive no. as far as Disney prices go to be able to get it. They have some artwork there too, if you yeah. would want to purchase artwork to take home. They have coffee. They have oh yeah, that's right. They have the the Kona you coffee. You can take it home. The Kona coffee, which is really really good. We're going to talk a little bit about the Kona coffee here in a little bit. Um, also, uh, I'm going to let Mindy kind of describe this a little bit, but if uh, this is the fuel ride location also oh, yeah. um, where you can get the resorts, every one of the resorts as well as the theme parks have a place where you can exchange it. Ex explain to everyone what a fuel ride is, Mindy. So if you are going to Disney World, you definitely want to get a fuel ride or two or three um, because you're doing a lot of things with your phone, with the app. Like oh, yes. updating your fast passes experience. or yeah. mobile ordering. So the fuel rod is a little a little round cylinder that you can plug into your phone and it charges it. And it it's comes great. with the chargers for Android phones, yeah. iPhones. It you comes, can, yes. You can buy them at the airport. Cheaper at the airport. A lot cheaper. Yeah. You can buy the fuel rod at the airport. About and then the great cheaper. thing about yeah. it is whenever you find one of those fuel rod locations, you can like put your fuel rod in there and it'll give you a new one. Yeah, you freshly swap, charged. You swap them out at no additional cost. Universal is starting to charge already for these swaps, but uh, uh, Disney World is not doing that yet. I hope they don't. And, and I hope they don't. Universal's been doing it, oh gosh, I want to say about six months, and Disney has not followed suit. We have used fuel rods now for the last two years, maybe three. Uh, at least the last three years, yeah. And let me say, too, you can charge them if you want. So, yes. like, we even charge them up at home, or if we're going right. on a trip to Columbus or something, we can take that with us for the kids, for their devices. So, they have a place at the boutique to switch out the fuel rod. Another thing they have around, I can't think if it's in the boutique, but I know it's downstairs yeah. are, like, the little machines where you can get the coins. The press pennies, yes. The press pennies, so that's well, quarters something too. That, they got, the, yeah. I mean, they're doing the quarters So, now. that's another thing that you could be doing on your break, too, is getting those pennies and quarters that our kids like to collect those and if you are a disney annual pass holder you do get the 20 percent discount yep um at uh 
at this merchant location, the boutique. So um, pretty cool, um, pretty cool store overall. We always go in there. It's, it's, it's a good place that you could easily spend at least a good 15, 20 minutes and Definitely. relax a little bit. And uh, if you if you like, I'm not a shopper, but I even like going into this store because there's always something unique and kind of cool, and it has a really good feel about it. Um, the next item that I want to talk about on the first floor is Captain Cook's. If uh, let's say you leave, in this case, let's say you leave Magic Kingdom, it's about noon. You haven't eaten yet. You want to get a lunch for for your dollar. Uh, eating at Captain Cook's is going to be one of your better good meals that you can get on the cheap. In my humble opinion, and once again, you know, this is just, uh, you know, my uh, overall opinion is that I feel that uh, Captain Cook's is one of the, uh, um, I think actually it's my favorite quick service on property. I would agree. Uh, and the meals here are going to be $15 or less um, for, an, for an adult. And uh, they, uh, Disney off uh, Disney World's website, they describe it as explore your options uh, each morning as you start the day with a Mickey waffle or banana stuffed Tonga toast for lunch or dinner. Discover an adventurous assortment of sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. And then you can also get an adult beverage. Beer and wine is also available. And I'm pulling up the menu real quick. We'll do a full review of Captain Cook's on a later show. But uh, for breakfast, they've got uh, the, the star for breakfast would be the Tonga Toast. It is a banana stuffed sourdough bread battered, deep fried, and dusted with cinnamon sugar with choice of bacon or sausage. This thing's huge and it's only $8.99. It is, it's, you, it's, you could definitely it's share for two this people. for two people. I couldn't you, eat you it. Could, all. You, could, you could split that between two for nine bucks. And on Disney dollars, that's, that's insane. That's great. Um, and then at lunch and dinner, um, some of their more fancier uh, I should say favorites that Mindy and I both love the pulled pork nachos those you want to talk good. about those bad boys those are nachos they have pulled pork onions but they have kind of like that you know Hawaiian flair to sweet, it right it's kind of so sweet. they have pineapples on there like a salsa kind of thing also my absolute favorite thing at um at Captain Cook's is the pork fried rice we each it's got that last time. Really we? good. Uh, it's fried rice. Eight ninety nine. And it has some pulled pork on the top. It's delicious. Um, our son Owen got the Aloha pork sandwich there, which is ten ninety nine. He really enjoyed that. And then, and for, for for the kiddos that are kind of more of your chicken nuggets type, they do have like you know all beef hot dogs and and whatnot. And they do have kids uh, uh the kid kids me meals. And they do have like a chicken and pineapple skewer. So you could get the chicken, which would be kind of plain turkey sandwich or a non-crustable. And then uh, they also have uh, chicken breast nuggets. They actually do have the chicken breast nuggets. So and they've got a little, they bit, got, of everything. They got a little bit of everything overall. So it's a big, we're both really big fans of uh, Captain Cook's. And it is without a shadow of a doubt quality food that you don't have to wait a long time to get um it's it's pretty you know it, i've it it can get busy in there but it never gets crazy no. by any stretch you of wait a little bit you can find a place to sit um or you can sit outside too they have seating outside next up outside right outside of captain cook's is pineapple and i for a dole whip it's just a little outside um window where you can go up and get different kinds of Dole Whip. It's very good. Yeah, it, it's 
the, it's the quote-unquote famous uh, uh, Dole Whip that you can get, and it's actually at the Polynesian. You used to be able to get it at Captain Cook's. They used to have like a, a serve-yourself mm -hmm. uh, um, station there, but now it's just outside. And I want to also take a step back. Everything that is actually um, at the Polynesian Resort, all the areas we're talking about, the first floor and the second floor, they refer to it as the Great Ceremonial House. Mm -hmm. So if you were actually staying at the Polynesian, this is the center hub of the resort. Yeah. And uh, um, Disney describes the Pineapple Lanai uh, stand as, savor a taste of island sunshine with the legendary frozen treat known as Dole Whip. Enjoy traditional soft serve swirls and floats, which also are also available in souvenir tiki sippers or bowls located just outside the great ceremonial house at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Um, just to give you a quick breakdown price-wise. You could use a snack credit, I you, bet, on yes, the Yes, you can. You can use snack credit if you're on the dining plan. And if you're not, it's $4.99 for a soft serve, which isn't crazy by any stretch of the imagination if you want a little bit of a treat. It's standard. And uh, um, once again, good bad uh um indifferent uh they also um have lately been having options where you can uh, get your dual whip with rum <laughs> for eleven dollars about six bucks more you can get uh uh you know some rum and it probably tastes pretty good um Refreshing. we have not we have not tried um the the rum dual whip yet but i know that that has become extremely popular and it's another option of something to do something cool and refreshing cool and refreshing when you're on vacation yes um uh if you're there after 4 p.m why don't you talk about trader sam's honey okay trader sam's is an absolute in my humble opinion it, it is a it's a gem and the reason why i'm going to call it a gem is it's an interactive bar and it's a bar that uh early on i think it's at nine o'clock the kids have to leave it is it's I would believe it's family friendly and we've seen kids in there yeah. you know earlier in the day no one's going to be getting crazy and the kids just love it because it's an interactive experience and it is just it's just such a neat neat overall um, overall uh, experience to be able to uh, experience and Disney actually describes it as it's an island oasis named after a famous friend. Head into this tranquil hideaway for an enchanting evening packed with fantastic fun and delightful surprises. It is themed after Trader Sam on the Jungle Cruise, and he's the head salesman, the gentleman that you see at the end of the Jungle Cruise ride that is uh, the headhunter, <laughs> if you will. And uh, it is also described as explore the whimsically themed lounge overrun with ancient artifacts and exotic treasures or set sail for the open air tiki terrace for a re relaxing sipper nimble under the starry sky uh and does the name trader sam sound familiar if you're a longtime disney fan it should trader sam is a legendary head salesman who offers you a hard to pass up deal two of his heads for one of yours at the conclusion of jungle cruise in magic kingdom park and uh it is um it says right here that the whole family can enjoy it um up until 8 p.m i said nine after 8 p.m they do ask the children to uh actually uh leave leave the actual uh um trader sam's grog grotto and depending on what drink that you order that's how the bar comes alive 
So if you order, for instance, uh, um, the hippopotamitai, I think is what it's called. They actually, uh, it uh, has two shots of rum in it. So they'll sh like have like a fake gun sound going off twice and be like scream, everyone in the bar screams two shots of rum. And then depending on what you drink, if you know, if, if you order the Nautilus, the, the bartender comes out and they pretend like they're swimming and they've it's got like funny, go ahead. Like yeah. different decorations inside the bar will like come to life. You know, right. like the picture might start moving or the statue that's up high will like. The uh oh. Uh. Yeah, like it, like <laughs> it, you know, it glows and it moves and so it's pretty cool they try to say that it's like hidden and it is off a path but you'll see a, a a cast member sitting out there with an ipad it is a very popular it's and it's limited i think only like 50 people yes. don't quote me on that but it's very small how many people could go in yeah that's why uh, it might be a little bit more than 50 but it's very limited so you want you'll have to put your name in most likely to get into it yeah uh, but on the outside they have the terrace that's right outside, and they have live music there at night, and there's mm -hmm. also a beautiful waterfall that's very out there nice, as well. Very nice, very nice. So, but if you're there later, I know we're talking midday, but if you're there later and you get to check this out before going back to the parks at like five or six at night, I definitely would recommend it. It's and it, really and fun. it is totally fine to bring your yeah, children inside. Totally fine. Um, the, the drinks are a little bit on the stronger side. Some of them are shareable. Um, if you get that uh-oh-uh, you would can recommend split sharing that between like four people. So if it. you're just a couple, um, so, you know, be smart about it. And if, if you're not someone, you know, if you're not a, typically a drinker, you know, it's okay to, to split it. And they do also have beer. You can get like beer if you just want to experience it or just go in there and have a pop or something. They have snacks You'd, too. Yeah, they have snacks. I mean, they got, uh, you don't have to go in there and have a drink to enjoy it. No. I mean, that's going to be going can. on, but anyone can go in there and experience the atmosphere um, and, and be totally comfortable drinker or non-drinker. So I just wanted to throw that out there too. It's, it's again, it's immersive. Okay, next up, you can take a picture in the middle of the lobby with Maui. It's like the big, yeah. big statue, if you will. It replaced the big waterfall that used to be in the middle um, of the Polynesian. That's a very neat picture. Everyone's running to yeah. <laughs> get that And picture. people are really nice, and they'll take yeah. a picture of your whole family, too, for you. Um, there's like a little surfboard that has stitch on it off, off by the window. And I also want to mention, um, you can go outside. Good call. You can sit by the beach. You can, there's like a little swing out there. So, I mean, there's it's so gorgeous. much to do. It is just absolutely gorgeous. And Mindy was talking about this earlier. I do think for first time uh, visitors or even second time visitors, some people don't really realize the fact that you don't even need that dinner reservation. You can just walk in to these resorts and not be staying there and still enjoy the amenities and and I would suggest you do because it's yeah. this this in my humble opinion this resort is bar none uh, just a gem. It's my on favorite property. for sure. Um, you can easily take a half a day just just spending just it in explore. that ceremonial house or like Mindy said go outside for part of it yeah. get the fresh air um, walk around the resort see if it's something that you would you know a place where if it was a special trip you'd like to stay for a day or two. Mm -hmm. um, just uh, just a lot of fun. Going back now up to the second floor, and uh, we've been going kind of back and forth, but I'm going to also ask for Mindy's assistance on this one. Uh, 
Moana's Mercantile. It's just another shop. It's smaller. There's the toys though. There's toys in there, and this a lot of it's like Stitch and like Lilo and Stitch themed, or there might be some Moana stuff in there. But there's pins. Um, it's just another shop that's maybe a little more items for the children. Yeah, it has more items. And this is where you're going to be able to get water. Mm -hmm. And if you're staying actually at the Polynesian, for if you're actually staying there, that's where the, you get your typical, your loaf of bread, some of your frozen goods yeah. and, and whatnot. Or if uh, we've had to use it before too, unfortunately, if you're, someone's having a reaction to something, you can get like your oh, Benadryl, yeah. Yeah. Uh, your Excedrins, your, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a little mini convenience store. Right. And it's, it's right there on the second floor. And then um, the next place that I kind of want to talk about real quick is they have in the middle, um, it's they, they, they have Kona Cafe, which is up there, which we've actually had uh, breakfast at and lunch before, which is another really good sit-down restaurant. We're not going to get too much into the Kona Cafe today. Um, they do have that uh, Kona coffee, which is delicious, which is going to kind of segue, segue me into uh, the, the Kona um, the Island, which is a little kind of a kiosk that mm -hmm. is um, past the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And that's where we had spent uh, on our last trip. We spent about a good hour there. And we each, I think, Mindy, what did you get to get? I got, got like a, a mocha. I don't even think I got it iced because it was actually kind of chilly in there that day. I think I got it warm. And I got just the, the Kona coffee, and it's, it's I'm trying to explain what the Kona coffee tastes like. It is, uh, I, I I wish I could better des des describe it. It just has kind of a very, um, I drink my coffee black. I, I don't put any sugar or anything in it. And it just has a nice hint of flavor. It's kind of a, has a little bit of a maybe a little bit of a tropical taste to it. Mm. I'm trying to trying I've to not explain, I'm trying to explain it a little bit better, but it's it's not overpowering because I know some uh, um, from my experience some uh, coffee drinkers that just like drinking their coffee black don't like flavored coffees per se. But I don't think that this is something that is extremely flavored. But it, it, it's it's a delicious coffee. And then they also you can get. Uh, um, Cupcakes. Sometimes they have some themed cupcakes. You can get cookies and they had like um, chocolate covered strawberries. All these different kinds yeah. of those. And then they have sushi. In the afternoon, it, it turns into afternoon dinner time frame. It turns into a sushi bar. Yeah. And if you if if you want to grab sushi real quick, uh, once again, you don't need a reservation. It's just a real small. And there's and then it's really cool too. There's um, you can look out the window and they have. About I don't know twelve fifteen stools that you can look out and watch the monorail go by by looking out the window on the second floor. Um, so, but uh, we did briefly kind of we glazed over the Kona Cafe restaurant, which we'll go more depth into. But that is a good option too. Yeah. Um, we've done like I mentioned we've done a breakfast and a lunch there. But I wanted uh, Mindy to kick off the next one. It's a place that we really enjoy. The Tambu Lounge. It's a little. It's for all intended purposes, it's a bar, but it's it's not, it's like over to the side in the corner. You can look outside, you can have water, pop, whatever. And there's like couches, there's little chairs, pull up a stool at this enchanting watering hole where you'll find tropical drinks and Hawaiian inspired appetizers to tiki your fancy from exotic conch. Savace. And flavorful kebab 
to island themed specialty cocktails. So um, there's like comfortable chairs, you can look out the window. Um, this is very quiet and there's not a lot of people in the afternoon. Yeah, early afternoon, you can. Uh, so it's just, a nice place to relax. And they have the lights turned down a little bit low mm -hmm. at the if you're actually sitting up at the bar. And if not, they got that whole seating area. This place for breakfast is overrun because it's right next to Ohana, the restaurant, yeah. which we're going to be talking, uh, really getting in depth on that here in a minute. But uh, during that midday break, like we we're talking about today, mm -hmm. this place is really not that crowded no. and it is so relaxing if your kids want to pull out you know their ipad or whatever device they have and just relax for an hour mom and dad can get some much needed air conditioning yeah it's it, perfect you know, it's it's just it's an amazing and the place. workers are very very friendly and just so nice they change up the food you can't get you can't get any food here that's why we were talking about captain cooks earlier you can't get any food until after four at um the actual uh tambu lounge and you can still get the pot stickers they're not on the uh, menu anymore but for those um one of the legendary uh type uh appetizers that tambu has had for a long time and then they took it off the menu is the pot stickers which you can actually get as part of the ohana dinner meal um we i love those so i always get those if we're just having an appetizer there yeah but uh um like mindy was mentioning too you don't have to get an adult beverage, but nope. if you're just in the mood to have something relaxing, my favorite, um, and this one is not for the weak at heart by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination, um, my favorite is the Back Scratcher. It'll run you $11.50, and it has a Bacardi Superior Rum, Meyer's Original Dark Rum, Passion Fruit Juice topped with Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, and a Bamboo Back Scratcher, so you get one of those Oriental trading type back scratchers um, as a souvenir. It's pretty big to kind of lug around in the parks, but we always carry a backpack. Uh, I'll tell you guys why in a, another episode why I think it's a good idea to carry a backpack. That could be a 30-minute discussion in itself. Yeah. But uh, I typically, if I'm in a mood to have a drink when we go here, I'll have the back scratcher. But one of the most famous drinks that they're known for even more than the back scratcher, and this next one I'm talking about, I feel is a two-person drink, if not three, is the Lapu Lapu, which is Meyer's original dark rum and tropical fruit juices served in a fresh pineapple topped with uh, Gosling's 151 rum. So that run you at $15.50. We see so many people get it. Um, it looked like one of those things that I know that uh, Mindy wouldn't like it, and I certainly, as heck, I'm not going to drink one of these bad boys by myself. I see people do it all the time, but, uh, you know, it's uh, definitely, I think, uh, um, what do you typically get? You get... Uh, um, that bartender makes me that blue Hawaiian or something. It was a blue Hawaiian, yeah. It's but really they, also, they also have beer, too, if you want a beer, or if you just want to have a pop or something like that, too. And There's so they much do to have from the Hawaiian, the Hawaiian um, uh, draft. It's the they have the Kona Brewing on there. The Longboard is is their uh, draft beer. And then yes, like you were saying, Mindy, they do have uh, hard ciders as well. Um, and they got a pineapple from uh, the Ace uh, um, Brewery that's on there as well. So, but I just we we. I don't think a trip really goes by lately where we don't at some point end up over at the Polynesian and especially 
if we're taking that midday break over at Tambu Lounge, if nothing more than just to get some air conditioning, whether we're sipping on a cup of coffee or having an adult beverage and just relaxing, you know, we just absolutely, I just think this place is, is amazing. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, which brings us to... The Chaser's Restaurant Review. We decided to keep it with, since we've been talking so much about the Polynesian, we are going to do a restaurant review of Ohana, which is one of our favorite restaurants. We have done breakfast and dinner, so we will talk about both. Hang loose at breakfast with Lilo Stitch and a few favorite Disney friends, or enjoy a bountiful, and when I say bountiful, <laughs> I mean bountiful, Hawaiian-style dinner with storytelling and games. Please note, Disney characters join guests for breakfast only. Maybe that's part of the reason we haven't taken our kids there for dinner, but... Um, and, and if you're on the dining plan, it's one credit. It's only one credit. It's a great use of your credit. Unbelievable. Um, Definitely. Breakfast, uh, dinner, it'll run you at 35 to $59.99 per adult, somewhere in that range, whether you're a kid or um, an adult. And I'm going to let uh, Mindy uh, talk about uh, um, the breakfast experience. It's family style. So I know a lot of Disney restaurants have um, like buffets, but this one's family style. So you can just go ahead and sit down. The cast members will bring you, they start off by bringing you um, like a bread, like a pineapple it's a bread. Pineapple bread, yeah. It's very good. And then, as you're eating and they're bringing you your food, the characters come around and interact. So it's really neat. And the characters are Lilo, Stitch, Mickey when he has like a Hawaiian outfit, yeah. and then Pluto. Yes, and and I think that's a great set of four characters. To my knowledge, once again, unless it's a special event, it's the only place I think you can see Lilo. Yeah. And, yeah, definitely. And, and she's a really cool <clears throat> character. Um, but uh, after the pineapple bread, you get uh, breakfast selections. Including scrambled eggs, island-style fried potatoes, basically tater tots. <laughs> They're good, though. Hawaiian pork sausages. They have this ham that is so good, and it has pineapple on top, but it's not overpowering, not too sweet. They give you fruit and, like I said, that bread. It's so much food, and the waffles are stitch-shaped. Yeah, they got they got the stitch shaped waffles, which I think is a cool added touch. Um, we've been to this breakfast, I think, three times. Probably in that ballpark. The food is um, it's pretty traditional, basic, but that's what we like, and that's what the kids like. Especially if you have kids that are picky eaters, don't worry. There's like they'll they'll find something for your kids. And like Mindy was mentioning, with this being family style, um, sometimes especially when you, when you have kids in tow, I love the idea that they bring they bring the food to you and you're not like running through, you know. Yeah. Running through constantly. It's like, you know, your kid's being like, well, I want this. And you're going up through the buffet like if you were at yeah. Chef Mickey's or something. It's and just so nice. And then you so might nice. even miss a character it's, when it's you're right doing those. It's right there. So. And it's simple. There's something on the menu for breakfast, I think, in my opinion, a little bit of something for everybody and mm -hmm. sometimes the simplicity of this i think is a little bit and it's a gorgeous the the actual um the it's look so of this pretty. place they've got uh, um it as part of the ceremony it, it's very um you know has that whole polynesian theme to it and it's kind of like tropical Bamboo and they have like uh, looking they have the the tiki characters that are carved into the the um actual posts mm -hmm throughout uh, the restaurant and uh it's 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 a lot of fun it, it can get loud in there 
Um, for breakfast, uh, we've been in there a couple okay. of times before, <laughs> and that's yeah, and that's fine. And regardless if it's loud, if you're with kids, not with kids, I still think it's a great experience. We were there one time with uh, what I, uh, um, I, 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 they're the touring groups. Mm -hmm. They're the touring groups that come from uh, other countries, and uh, I affectionately um, refer to them kind of like as the flags because they carry they, flags. they always carry the flag. You'll see them at the parks, especially in the summer. In July. In July, but yeah, and I, we got we were at uh, this breakfast one time where um, this touring group was i'm not kidding you they butted up they must have had like a hundred of them or something like that yeah and it was it was kind of a madhouse but uh next to that you know while i still enjoyed my uh, experience that time um most of the time i've found this to be very uh um just just a great overall experience um yes and uh, the character character meet and greets are just and they have kind of that dance that they do oh, with the yeah. characters they give the kids maracos i think is what it is and the kids follow mickey and pluto and lilo and stitch and they dance around it gets them up and moving yeah, it gets them up and moving parents can get pictures huge huge uh, huge fan of the breakfast and then that'll segue us into uh the dinner um part of it and the whole bountiful uh, I don't know if I've ever been more full than, <laughs> than when we had supper, ate dinner here. Um, Disney describes the dinner as um, Hawaiian hospitality, and they refer to it as the call of a conch shell welcomes you to an evening of Hawaiian-flavored specialties, storytelling, and games. Servers dash between tikis and tropical greenery to bring skewers of sweet and sour chicken, oak grilled shrimp, and steak to your table as well as dumplings which the dumplings are kind of like the pot stickers i was talking about earlier stir fried vegetable these lo mein noodles and the salad is really good too and bread and, and, and then the bread and then you know we'll, we'll talk about the dessert and all that good stuff too but uh it's a fantastic feast of all you care to enjoy polynesian style cuisine and guests 21 years of age and older can also enjoy a, uh, an adult beverage from the full bar which is the tambu lounge mm -hmm. if if, uh, if they so choose oh wow it's uh if there is a knock on this dinner experience the only knock i could come up with is it is such a popular dinner reservation to get that they have the tendency to try to hurry people through but it you don't have to be hurried through you're paying you can simply and you might have to, unfortunately. I you, did. And Mindy did. You might have to say, hey, I'm not done eating. You know, please slow down. Because they're, they're trying to turn tables because so many people want to have this experience yeah. and get this delicious food. Um, and uh, it's, uh, um, we'll get back to the food in a second. But even further on, it is a family experience. During your meal, the fun and games begin. Children can participate in the coconut races. Um, using brooms to sweep coconuts across the restaurant's hardwood floors. Um, and everyone is invited to dance the hula and relax to island music. And they do have a gentleman that comes out playing a ukulele. And he uh, has a... Um, you know a mic on so you can hear him saying it's just this this thing is just it's really really cool and um but the food the all-you-can-eat food the chicken is good the shrimp the steak was all good i think for me i liked uh, um the dumplings the pot stickers but i know mindy you like the noodles i loved 
I loved the shrimp. The the meat was good, but I loved the dumplings. I also loved those noodles. They were so good. And the salad was really good too. So, I mean, seriously, I was so full after this. I couldn't even believe it. Also, you could get an, a reservation. Oh, the chicken wings too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's so much food. Um, you can get a reservation around like firework time and then you can ask for a fireworks table. That reservation might be hard to get, but you just keep trying, keep checking. Um, a lot of people like to have the reservation around firework time so you can see the fireworks. And I do want to mention as well too that you know they do have uh, an Ohana pineapple coconut bread and mixed with the salad that comes out as a starter. The appetizers are those pork dumplings and then the honey coriander chicken wings. Um, and then the skewers we talked about, but they cook. I want to let everyone know they do cook um, everything and they have peanut sauce. A lot of the stuff is cooked, you know, has the peanut flavor to it. So if you have a peanut allergy and our, we do. our daughter Annabelle has a peanut allergy, they can accommodate. I want everyone yeah. to understand that. Um, always on any of the menus, Disney, um, uh, Owen was on a gluten-free diet for several years and then Annabelle with her peanut allergy we have found Disney to be the most um, accommodating food allergy place that we've ever been to. Would, would you agree with that, Mindy? I agree. All you have to do is tell them, well, when you set up your reservation online, there's like a place where you can put, if you have food allergies, you set that up ahead of time and they are so super careful. Um, and the chef will actually come to your table, talk to you, and make sure that you're the guest who has the allergy gets um a perfectly safe meal where you do not have to worry about anything getting cross-contaminated like it is extremely safe dessert ohana bread pudding it's topped with caramel sauce and bananas it is so good and it has ice cream vanilla i think it vanilla is. ice cream and then the kiddos can get it a says rice children's crispy. dessert you could get a rice krispie treat with sprinkles so and i i Everyone rants and raves about the Ohana bread pudding. I can't uh, um, have as much ice cream as I used to anymore, but that is actually, some people go for the bread pudding. Yeah. I mean, that's... Definitely. I, mean, that's, I think you can get the bread pudding at the Tambu Lounge. Yes, you can. As, as a side as note. As a side. Good, good call on that, um, Mindy. I think that that is... Um, but uh, do you want to kind of just recap, once again, kind of a recap of the midday break of why you would recommend this, Mindy? The Polynesian Resort, there is so much to do. Um, it's super close to Magic Kingdom and Epcot. It's beautiful, it's gorgeous. You really feel like you're on vacation. You feel like you're kind of in Hawaii, yet you're not. Um, it's just a fun place to go and relax when you take a break or spend an entire day there. <laughs> As always, if you have any questions about anything that we discussed in today's show, uh, please email Mindy and I at wdwchasers at gmail.com. We want to hear from you guys. We really do. Um, things that you want us to talk about on the show, um, clarification, why why something might be our recommendation, why something isn't our recommendation. We, and we're here for you. We're here to answer any Disney World, Walt Disney World related question that you might have about the theme parks or the or, the, or if you have a topic uh, you wish we would cover you know just let us know and we'll definitely consider that and uh with that that brings us already mindy to uh the end of our show um 
Thank you for listening to the show. And remember, whatever your dream is, don't be afraid to chase it. Until next time, Derek and Mindy Chaser, Chasing Away.